2: all right everybody welcome to the podcast i have the pleasure of sitting here with my brother i'm gonna roll off a couple numbers that you guys may know (laughs) He's a 10-time All-Star. He's a three-time Olympic gold medalist. We'll talk about the other one as we go on. (laughs) Um, He's an NCAA champion. He's one of the coolest mofos that I know. Um, Everybody call him Carmelo Anthony. That don't know him. But if you do know him, he's the peace guy. Everybody (laughs) welcome my brother Melo to the podcast. Yes. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace, God. Peace, God. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, God. Hey, Peace, yes. you, oh, my God. God. You know that. Love, man. Anytime. So I wanted to start this podcast because I wanted to have conversations with people that I admired, people that I love to learn from, people that are my friends, are my brothers. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time. You know, Easy. we've had many conversations. Easy money right here. But uh, Easy. Uh, but I, I think, you know, you do, we do a lot of interviews, and some of the questions could be the same but when you're talking to someone who who knows you or seen you in, in certain situations in life the answers are different facts and so to start this ca- this podcast off i want to go back to the beginning i want to go back to the mellow that i didn't get to meet i want to go back to young mellow <laughs> um so who is who was <laughs> like young mellow like that that mellow that was in
3: Bmore that was in brooklyn yeah, for the basketball that we all knew. Before. <clears throat> I was just a kid, you know what I mean. I was a kid in Red Hook, you know. Red Hook at that time was we're talking eighties, you know, mid eighties, yeah. late eighties, early nineties. So that you know, it was it was very community oriented, right? It was the projects, you know, it was gatherings. It was everything was every building did things together. Like it was a real, real community oriented. And as a kid. You look up. You looked up to that. You look forward to that. You know what I mean? Every year, every summer, you have your your Red Hook Day, your Paradise Mm -hmm. Day, and everybody coming together and there's music in the park and there's cookouts and there's food and there's basketball games and so that became what I was looking forward to. Like you wanted to be known for that at that point in time. Like I got to be known for the best in the games on Red Hook Day and things like that. So as a kid, I already had that mentality. My brother played. You know, my cousins played. Was your
2: brother nice? Or did he My heard...
3: brother was a real deal, man. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I give I, I, I give always, I always, up. yeah, I always give him his credit, man. I, I, I like always give him his flowers, you know what I'm saying? Because my brother was the, he was the heart and soul of Red Hook, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. So my family, we lived, as soon as you walk in the building, 79 Lorraine Street, 1C, we was the first apartment that you had to go through to get to any other apartment in the building mm-hmm. and to the steps. So we really ran the the actual. <laughs> you had, we was the gatekeepers <laughs> of the actual building. But my family was big in the projects. Yeah. You know, we was like one of the staple families in the project. So it was always just love, community, and that's what I, that's what I grew up in. And then I moved to Baltimore in the summer of ninety two, and I thought the grass was green on that side. Well, my mother. You were born in what eighty four? I was born in eighty four. Okay, May, so you were May twenty ninth, nineteen eighty four. I moved to Baltimore. Uh, summer of 92. Yeah. And I was hurt. Yeah. Hurt. Wait, and you, so we have, you were raised by your mother. I was raised by my mom. My dad passed when I was two, right? So I was raised by my mom, yeah. my my brothers, sister, that side of the family. But I was always involved on my other side, my brothers. I mean, with my sisters on, on my dad's side. Yeah. So they used to take care of me, but my dad had a, a blended family. He's Puerto Rican, man. He was like, hey, everybody, we, everybody's under one roof over here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you got so, a
2: sense of family. Early yeah, on. but
3: even though him and my mom wasn't together, we still had that, it was just that family. Like, he come to the door with my sisters and what we doing? Yeah. Mira. What we, <laughs> what, yeah. what we doing? So, that was the environment. Mira. Mira. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, that was the environment. Then, we have family in Baltimore that we used to go down in the summer, you know, take those trips down in summer in the south and things like that. And then my mom, was like yo, we going down there and spend this summer, mm. and never came never back. Came back. I was hurt,
2: man. It's like you know Whew. when you're a kid, right? And you got to move, you got to uproot, and you got to go. It's the little things. You're like, man, my bike, <laughs> my homies, <laughs> you know, my this, my that, and you know, you you feel like everything is like they're just taking everything away from you, everything that you knew. You know, Probably, I was I was just
3: thinking about friends. Yeah, I was thinking about like growing up in that environment. Like, who I was going to be. Old, you know, friends with growing up. This was going to be my crew growing up. Like, you know what I mean? As a kid, you're eight, nine years old. Yeah. These are the things you just starting to find out. You're starting to gather your friends. You feel you realize who are your close friends and mm-hmm. where friends, you know, who does what and putting the team together. That's when all of that that mindset actually starts. So I was just leaving that at that point in time, going to Baltimore. To be so cool. I was established. I already established it. But I didn't get a chance to play it out in yeah. in, in in Red Hook. And was it because or was it because of
2: like a career? Was it your mom moving because a career move? Nah, or was hell, it just nah. Personal? <laughs> hell nah.
3: Hell no. I was like, you know what? Red Hook is crazy. Yeah. Listen, we gonna shoot down there for the summer and just get away from 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 Brooklyn for a minute. Okay. And she loved it. You know what I mean? She had. Aunts and sisters and brothers there, yeah. already down there. You yeah. know, my brothers was already moving, you know, back and forth down there anyway. Yeah. So at that point it was like, Man, I'm nah. the I'm the child that don't got a voice. I gotta go. No, nah. go. I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going.
2: So outside of basketball, which we gonna get to. Yes. And we'll cover a lot of basketball, but Tell me something else that Young Mellow did. Like you know, I've I've heard a little bit. You know, you said a couple of things. Like you know, I've I've watched you. I've watched you when you got paper in front of you. Due to a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Like what what else
3: did Young Mellow? Yeah, do? I I was called my my name was Cello, right? Okay, that's I never nobody knows that Cello. Cello Cello. That was my name in Red Hook. Everybody called me Cello, right? You know, I guess it was Mellow Cello. You know what I mean? Yeah, Hip hop yeah. was big back then, so they called me Cello. People in Red Hook called me Cello, so I was Cello to people in Red Hook. Okay, you know, if you went back and be like it was Mellow, it's like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Hey, this is, is Cello, cello. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, so I, you know, I never, I never understood where that name came from. Anyway, I was in Baltimore and I was known as Little New York. Okay, right. Okay. So I, you know, I came down with the, you know, with the Anthony Mason in the back, like. Yeah. New York, little new little New York in the back of my head. And my haircut. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I was on. I was into graffiti and, and art. And I used to get in trouble in school for drawing sneakers on the desk and and cartoon characters and tracing. I had tracing books. So I used to I used to do all that. I, I was a kid. I did everything a kid did. I so, played with toys. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, my buddies, the a black my buddy was one of my one of my Not you know, the black my buddy. The black my buddy was my man like you know what I'm saying? I had the oh, the, the wrestling, the WWF uh, the wrestlers. I I used to I, I love wrestling. Yeah. My mom my mom is a die-hard wrestling fan. So I used to tape my bunk beds like the ring and jump off the top bunk to my brother's bed and why he's sleeping, you know what I mean? Like it's Oh, you got a lot of weapons then, bro. Your mom ain't tell you. I stayed in the room with my older brother. He had his own bed. It was bunk beds. My other brother just was on the top. Yeah. And then me and my cousin on the bottom bunk. So it's four of us in the in the square. Yeah. We gotta make something happen. Gotta, like I'm the <laughs> I'm the one that's just live in there. You know what I mean? I'm jumping from bed to bed to bed to bed. But <laughs> yeah. I was, when I got to Baltimore to answer your question, man, uh, I just love i used to love drawing paint you know I never paint I just never understood painting nobody show me how to paint, but right. I know drawing and being creative, like understanding just taking something and being able to break it down and put something around it and tell a story but I had that so it was an outlet it was a, yeah it was an outlet I had that as a as a little kid, like I always had the vision of like damn if i if I was to do that, then I would do it like this, like I was always thinking. Like that as a kid, so you were you were you were storytelling. I was storytelling. Like yeah. I already had in my mind things that I would do when I was playing little league football. Like yeah. you know, it was already like in my mind that story mm-hmm. was already told. Mm-hmm. If I did it, and if I didn't do it, yeah, I had a story
2: for that too. You know, I, I think that's one thing that's important for, let's just say, athletes or young young individuals that definitely come from the same community, the jungle where we come from, right? Facts right. is. Understanding that we are storytellers because we have to create our own our own life <laughs> in our mind. We have to close our eyes and, and, and put ourselves somewhere or envision ourselves somewhere. We have we create our own stories, and so we have a skill set of storytelling that we never tap into naturally. Naturally, to be able to accomplish the things that we we accomplished to get to where we are, we had to see it and we had to tell
3: ourselves that story. No one get no one told us we're naturally gifted, right? We're naturally gifted, right? To your point. We are storytellers. Everything that we ever lived, experienced, is a story. Mm-hmm. We tell those stories. Mm-hmm. So naturally, we're storytellers. We can look at somebody and, and and understand the story without us even having any dialogue. You can look at somebody's eyes and understand what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Right? You can see somebody's disposition and aura and energy and understand what they're going through. So yes, we are naturally storytellers, but because nobody ever... Compounded on that, hey, you can be oh, so you can right, be that. Right? We got shot down. Boy, get out of here! Get the fuck out of here! Nobody, nobody. Why you join that? It's like you got rid. Re- you know, you got penalized for being creative. Mm-hmm. You know, back then. And and when I said black my buddy, if you ain't had the right, you know, I mean, toy or black my buddy, like you was looked upon as 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 a certain person or a certain kid.
2: Yeah.
3: Right. So, even the thought of that is being a storyteller, like I'm able to get this, I'm able to have my story around this black my buddy that you don't have, right? Because you don't see the vision, you laughing, you laughing at me, right? <laughs> because like, yeah, yeah. Y'all got the white, my, white, but you know, my buddy, and I got the black, I, I know I'm know cool. A black, my buddy Yo, know bro, about. I know I'm cool, but I'm only saying that, be, I'm only, listen, I know the, the black my buddy things don't go somewhere after this, but I'm only saying that because when you ask the very specific question of who was mellow who was cello at that at that moment of seven eight years old yeah this is the things I was into Mm -hmm. climbing up the window trying to see my brother play outside and trying to understand what's going on why I can't go outside that's big bro playing why I can't go outside not understanding the environment right the community right right so it was like a lot of things as a kid man
4: with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Wade today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot Wade.
2: at that time what music did you gravitate towards mm. not not you know i'm sure you heard a lot of things because you had older siblings and so yeah. you had to listen to what they listened to but what music did you gravitate towards what artist was that that spoke to you to
3: me it was like at the time where i can really understand the, the impact that a lyric is having it was it was Rock Kim,, like, mm-hmm. my brother used to play Rakim. Kim. It was Biz Marquee. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? like biz was biz was heavy and in, in my household, so I always understood, kind of had the sound of, of music just based off of, you know, those type of artists. They wasn't like everybody else. so I gravitated towards those type of artists. But as I got to Baltimore, it was you know it was more like. You know, some of them like, it was purple tape, like it was. You know what I mean? Go, it was Wu Tang. Ta- it was okay, Wu Tang. What what's purple tape? No, nah, I mean, so the oh, Rayquan. No, about, listen, I'm we used, used to, to call it the purple. that came in a purple tape cassette tape. Okay, okay. So we used to okay. call it the purple tape. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, that's some New that York, that New York, some Chicago, New York shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it was. You know, we used to call it the purple tape, though. So you know, that was only built for Cuban links, right? So it was like I grew up on on that type of music. That was like the music. That was like my soundtrack. To my background, my backdrop. They was I was hearing as a kid, everything that I was dealing with. Yeah, they were speaking right to you. They were speaking directly to me.
2: Right to what you seen, what you experienced. They were speaking it. All all that I got
3: is you. Like you know what I'm saying. That song was like played over and over and over. Like watching that video when they in the the projects and 7 a.m. plucking roaches out the cereal box. It's like. I had a big ass cockroach come out of this cereal box out yeah. here you know so you relate to what you're seeing so that was that was like my backdrop yeah you know Ghostface Raekwon Wu-Tang and Nas like at the early Nas you
2: know it's a, it's a lot of people even in, in my life today that when we share stories like that right cockroaches coming out of a cereal box they they don't understand that we live that life
3: yeah that's, like that's, that's a, yeah.
2: you know what I mean like we like literally cockroaches coming out of a cereal box that's that was the life we lived. Roaches, whatever you had in your community, they came out of everything. They was
3: friends. They were <laughs> <laughs> they came out of every... You know what I mean? You say, yo, what's up? You know what I mean? Bro, like, my it's... dad used to
2: snatch them things off the wall like, <laughs> like a, it was nothing. I hated
3: them, but, you know, I hated them things, but that's, we ain't had no choice. So those individuals that, you
2: know, that you listened to were storytellers. Once again, All right? they told stories that you can identify with uh, that made you feel seen, that made you feel like you weren't alone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is important, right? We understand with kid. kids, if you don't see something or someone that's doing something or doing a certain act the way that you, you know, you do them or you've seen them, then it's, it feels foreign. Mm-hmm. But these artists are telling the story straight to you. You like, yeah, I guess Camero just coming out of the cereal box. They're speaking. They're <laughs> they speaking to you.
3: Like, to that point, like, I was you, like, music, while like, you was talking about music and what music was doing for me, like, you know me personally. Like, I need music. You know what I'm saying? I need me Anything I do, I need music. it's it's I'm just the moods of mellow. Like, it's... Coin that, coin that. The, the, moods, of the moods of mellow. The moods of mellow. You know what I'm saying? I keep that in the pocket.
2: <laughs> coin that, um, that's but, yours. you know,
3: it, I was just always, you know, my mom was soulful. My, my uncles and aunts, they were soulful. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. 9, 10, 11, 12 people in three bedrooms, you get so much information as a kid. So you start gravitating to sound. You start gravitating to who don't like what, you know, as a family, what we like, what we don't like. So you take all of that. So by the time I got to 92, 93, 94, that only built for Cuban Links was my backdrop. You know, and, and I'm actually understanding it mm-hmm. better now. It's like, man, you know, I just went, I went through that. So I wanted to be them. I wanted to be Nas, not you know, be like Nas as a kid. Like, damn, because he, he talking to me as a as a kid. Yeah, but I wanted to. They inspired me as a kid. I didn't want to be them. Like, I was smart enough because I grew up with uncles and and aunts who really held things down. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Who was had morals and standards and stood tall on on, on the square so I never wanted to follow nobody. Yeah. It was just I would take little pieces of information and oh, you know, I see how he's moving, I see how he's talking. I see, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what's what's making it work and what's not.
2: One of my uh, I mean, i have probably shared this with with you before but or not, but one of my favorite moments uh, even over our 20 years of relationship um that we've had was connecting over music. So <laughs> if you remember this moment, uh we were on vacation mm-hmm. and you play the most Jada kiss I've ever first, <laughs> I've ever listened to in my life. But we set up, we had some wine. Yep. We set up for hours as you and I and you play me music from your from your upbringing, from your community, from your hood. And I got a chance through that music to understand my friend a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. And music speaks to you. Music man. spoke to me, and and I can and I can see your your expressions and see what you would, when you know when when that music hit you be like oh listen to this listen to <laughs> this and I was sitting there listening and now I, I got a chance to the music of you know a lot of the you know fabulous and you know all the things that you had you had me listening to some fabulous that I ain't yeah. never heard some kiss I ain't never heard we had the
3: mixtapes yeah, mix we <laughs> were going deep into the New York band. <laughs> it was cool though you know because I was we was learning each other like yeah. you know what I mean so it ain't like we knew everything about each other. Like right. now we could talk of 30 years of experience, 20 years of experience. Like then we was dealing with little pockets right. of each other. So at that moment, it was the energy, it was the environment that we was in that it was a no-judgment zone. Mm-hmm. Right. And we was all filling each other out. Like, you know what I'm saying? As far as like what are the likes of each person. You know, we still sizing each other up in the in the in right. a in a wonderful way as far as like Oh, what, he, what do he like? What yeah. do he like? What he don't like? What is he into? What he not into? Well, we know certain tidbits about each other, but that I think that moment was a was a very critical moment in the growth of a friendship. Yeah. Because music was like, at that point, we was vibing. Like, we were just on there vibe. We had no, again... First we, of all, we couldn't
2: go nowhere. We couldn't go we're nowhere. It's like, middle of the water
3: is like, <laughs> just the vibe yeah. that you ask for. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so I think the music also enhanced... You know like, what I mean? The backdrop enhanced the music, the music enhanced yeah. our conversation and that energy. If someone is asking me in interview
2: about, about you, I always go back to that moment because, you know, when you compete against someone and, you know, obviously we're friends, you know, we get to see each other when we play each other or we get to talk or we get to, you know, see each other all-star games, but you ain't really getting yeah. in-depth yeah. relationship building. And at that moment, through you that, bonding, through that you bonding, bonding we that was bonded. A, you bonding. And also, too, I don't know if you remember. That was the first time where I uh, I talked about my intro, in, like when I was getting into the wine industry. Mm-hmm. What year was that? Where we was at? Uh It was 2014. It was like 20. It was like 2014. 20. It was some around that time. Um, I had. I was just getting into the wine industry. And it was.
3: <clears throat> was it New York? Was it New York All Star Weekend? That, that was 2015.
2: 2015. But when we were on a vacation. I was I was just getting into the wine industry. Okay. Okay. So it's and coming I, back. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. Okay. actually I had some of my wine that I poured. That you I poured that and in. I poured for you. you snuck that in, chant. Yeah, yeah, I snuck <laughs> it in at the time. Now, I didn't tell y'all that <laughs> I was there. It. It I all just that. yeah, I just had a little something just and I was just trying to see what y'all thought about it or whatever the case may be because it was it was me, U C P and, and uh, Brian. And yeah. we were just all drinking wine one day. And yeah. I poured some wines. That I had brought. That's dope. That's the way you on. do it. Yeah, yeah. Just to see. That's was. the way. But that's the way you do it. Like I'm, I'm doing it that way. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. here.
3: Yeah. You know. It was early on. I love that. I love that. All right. Damn um, memories. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's bro, Always like perspectives back. and stories and storytelling. Yeah, I mean, because it was
2: important for me. Even like I was entering this, this industry of wine, which we both are in, which we'll get to a little later. But it was important for me, like you know my you know my journey. You were there in the beginning when I didn't right. drink.
3: Yeah, hell no, nah, he ain't not drink. Right? I didn't drink, and so yeah. it was
2: important for me that like I was like I don't want to see what mellow what mellow face look like. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know, I don't I don't really know what I like yet. I'm just entering this
3: industry. Yeah, and, and it's so, crazy. It's yeah. crazy. The flip side of it. <laughs> so the flip side of that story. While you don't know what you like, right? I only know what I like, right? Yeah. Meaning I wasn't as open to exploring other anything vineyards you know. and, and yeah. regions and yeah. grapes. And I, I didn't want to, I was so like avid on I gotta have a first growth Bordeaux. I right. got to, like it, 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 I'm not drinking nothing else. So I got stuck in that first growth Bordeaux, New York mindset. Like, and else was like, oh I'm
2: like this
3: Yeah. Thing. So no, so it wasn't that it was just like, I wasn't introduced to anything else. Like it was like, I once I went from, you know, Cali, Napa to, first growth on my journey yeah like, Damn, I'm not I'm not doing nothing else so I was on that journey at the same, the same time you was on that journey yeah so that's cool just, yeah it's crazy that's dope
2: um you know so being a kid man and I I think we all know that pivot that pivotal moment in our life when we looked at that ball and we was like I love that ball I want to not I want to do this for the rest of my life you're not thinking that at that time but you know when you're going to sleep you you're thinking about it. When you're waking up, you thinking about it. When you're in class, you're thinking about it. What point in your life do you remember early on where basketball became like the thing that brought you your confidence, the thing that brought you joy in the midst of the chaos of growing up in the jungle? High school.
3: So it was at high school. It was high school when i was i i i baseball was my first love, okay I, there we go you know what I'm just saying? saying like what you what what like,
2: what talk to me about baseball i I just
3: love baseball you know i, I maybe it's the puerto Rican gene like you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's I just love baseball and and when I was in Red Hook, we had a court right outside in the right outside the window of the projects, right so yeah, I love you know i I, I love playing basketball, I love going out there on the court, i love watching my brothers and family play and friends play. And I love playing on the monkey bars and jumping off the, you know, you know, being imitating kid. being a kid, yeah. but I didn't know. it. I just knew it was an activity. When I got to Baltimore, I got a chance to play little league baseball, you know, you know, baseball and football season. I could play football and oh, basketball. I can play basketball too. It was like basketball was like third on the list. At that point, but I can play it. Yeah, I just had a, something about it—a different style of game that they were seeing down there in Baltimore, right? So I bought that New York Flash, and that, you know what I mean—that that grit, that toughness down there to where I was at, on top of the grit and toughness that was already there. Right. I also say that what so is Be More Basketball? Be More Basketball is as is, is tough as it come. Grit, tough, uh, get to it. Did y'all play 21? Like, what was we y'all We played getting? 21. Yo, okay. We played 50. Ooh. We, You know what I'm saying? Ooh. We we played one-on-one. We played, you know, you drive around somebody and you're calling them out. Yo, me, bet it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the culture. Yeah. This neighborhood got their they basketball player. We got our best. You know what I mean? Let's go play. And a lot of that happened outside. It didn't happen in the rec center. No, no, no. So no. I was intrigued by that part of the game. Okay. Getting to it. I knew yeah. how to get to it as a kid. I knew I had to fight. I knew I I, put, I gotta push somebody into the fence. When I score, I gotta, you know what I mean? Like it was like you gotta exert that energy as a kid. You learn that as a kid. Right. So in Baltimore, coming from New York with that flashiness and, you know, I know what the hell I was doing at eight, <laughs> at nine years old. But when you get down there, it's like, oh, I can take. My toughness on top of this grittiness and this environment that I that I'm in. Oh, this is this is a win win situation for right. me. So I had that mentality young. But baseball was like what I'm position? playing baseball. What, what I, I remember
2: just I was first base. So you played first base. Were you a were you a hitter? Were you a home run hitter? Were you a talk to me about what kind of better you
3: were? I was the the I was the, the basketball the baseball version of me as a basketball player. Oh, so you went for it? Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was going, I was, I was, it It wasn't fun if I wasn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I was young, yard, I yeah. was young. So it wasn't fun for me to get it to second base. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm going. Yeah. You but now I, I say that I love baseball because I really was excited about baseball. Yeah. Right. I was excited about doing the essays to pass the essays so you can go play on the, you know, play, make the team and doing your book reports. And I was excited about that. I wasn't excited like that. About basketball. Now,
2: was base. Now we know baseball is, uh, especially growing up, uh, a white sport. Yeah. In Bmore, when you was playing baseball, nah.
3: So the, the the Latino side, okay, is what we know. You understand the Puerto Rican side is what we know. That right, baseball in America. They, that's what. But that's you baseball. know, right. I, you know what I mean. It's, yeah. in, that's baseball, and even in New York, it was baseball. Like it was, you know. Hitting rocks and you know playing t ball and you know baseball in the streets you know and a car is every car is a base <laughs> like you you know what I mean like yeah. this was this was the sport that we had to definitely fit. every car is a base <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying we had to figure figure it out but uh, you know home base was somebody stoop so <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying yes. these are these are things that, that I remember vividly you know so when I got to Baltimore I had a rec center where I can do all of these things. I can go right after school. I can sign up for baseball, basketball, football. They had a soccer team. Hell yeah, I'm signing up for soccer. I get to get out the hood. I get to get out my block. So it's yeah. more Latinos in. No, in ba- no, it's no, it's, it's, it's no, it's no Latinos, Ricans. no Puerto Ricans. I was, a, I was a sore thumb okay. in Baltimore. Okay. I'm coming there as a little Puerto Rican. Right. You know what I mean? I'm looking Puerto. Rican. You know what I mean? They looking at me like, oh, he's a Puerto Rican. They from New York. Oh, shit, like. Little New York, you know yeah. what I mean? So I had, to, I had to fit in. I had to find a way to fit in. I have no friends. I moved in there in the summer of 92. In June of 92, it was the worst summer Baltimore has ever had in my neighborhood. In what way? Killings, drugs, homicides, everything. And that was better than Red Hook. And... It was- <laughs> it was like at least you was in a building like you was in one building you know what I mean you had six floors in the building so everybody Baltimore was like but it was community I learned what it meant to stand with your community and honor your community and represent those stripes of your community I learned that even though it was rough it was whatever happened you just you're immune to that some of that stuff you just be immune to so growing up that way
2: is your mentality at this time when it comes to basketball is, it's an individual mentality? Like we know now as we sit here, it's a basketball is a team sport. But early on. Today? Oh. But more so like to win and to <laughs> okay. do the things that people yes, say. That it's, it's five it's other players out there. But did you have a mentality like, I got to go get it? And it was was it more of an individual mentality? Or was it like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass and I'm going to get this guy a shot? Or was you like, I'm going to get this bucket?
3: No, I just had an understanding of who I was. Right as a kid, and what I can do, I know I can score. Like you know what I mean? Like I knew that. Like I eight, nine, ten years old. I knew I can score. I'm gonna get a bucket (laughs) some way, somehow. (laughs) If I gotta hang court, I'm gonna get a bucket. Right. So that came from playing as I got older outside because you have to do whatever you have to do to win that one on one game. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you got to do back down foul hit bully I gotta get this bucket mm-hmm. so that was my mentality so when I went to play on a team sport I that was what I was known for being tough being a bully being strong you know what I mean hanging court trying to get easy back you know what I mean So like just he want to get he, he won a bucket because I knew that win games at that age you know what I'm saying because right. that's my mentality that I had outside playing one-on-one Five on five, two on two, under the lights, on the crates. You have to get a bucket, and that always stuck with me. Go get a bucket. What about the other side? What about the de- defensive side? It was of the it was game? more was pride. It?
2: it was more pride of it. It's because, just like someone not scoring on you. I'm yeah, it was like him. I
3: got too much pride. Like I I can't go back to the block and he talking about he. You know what I mean? Because then that conversation leads to other things. <laughs> yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like no. Oh yeah. No. And I also. Know what I'm representing behind me. Okay. My community, my neighborhood, my block, guys. You know, I'm representing something bigger than me. Yeah. So even as a kid, I I did whatever I had to do. It wasn't about just scoring. It was like, I gotta do what I gotta do to win this game. Okay. If it's out there, I gotta, you know, go rebound. I gotta go. Whatever 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 it it is at that age, you gotta go get it. Whether you need six, I gotta go get twelve rebounds. I, you gotta go get. You gotta go get twelve. Yeah. to win the game. So I always had that, like, the fear of, like, losing or, or not. Fa- I want to say failure, just like losing, and somebody like, and they, suck. you know what I mean. I had yeah. that as a no, I got you. as a kid, man. Yeah. And, you know, so you just you you build this mentality, this mindset of just like a no bullshit mindset, and any situation that you're in, you have to go get it. So you have
2: Brooklyn Red Hooks. You have Bmore, but you also got this Puerto Rican side of you, got Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about how That's that an interesting played. story. Right? How did that play
3: into this whole young mellow? <clears throat> That's an interesting story. So my dad passed when I was two. Uh, I just I remember going to a funeral. I don't remember, you know, nothing. I just remember being, being at a funeral. And as I got older, my sisters on my dad's side always took care of me. You know, I went back and seen them. I was, <clears throat> my oldest sister. In Puerto s- Rico? No, they was in New York. They were in New York. My, okay. Yeah, my family was in New York. Okay. Right? So I would go to Queens. I would go to, bed, you know, Bed-Stuy. My you know, sister was over there. My my grandmom on that side was in the, in bed style. Um... Uh, in 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 flat you know in in Bushwick in in Brooklyn, so I have family on the Puerto Rican side yeah. all over Brooklyn. So I would go stay over there and spend time with my sister and nieces and nephews and, and things like that. you know I, I was into that side. I didn't understand it. I just knew this is fun. Like I come on with my sister, I get to hang with my nephew. You know, sis taking care of me. I can get away from Red Hook. Right, right. So I had. That duality that you know the, both sides of that, so, as I got older, and it wasn't until high school when I went to Puerto Rico, and they wanted me to play on the nash- like the junior national team representing Puerto Rico, mm. I knew I was Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. I didn't know the ties, and I knew my dad was Puerto Rican. I didn't know how deep it goes, right. And honestly, like that was a moment of like, I have to go figure this out. I gotta start asking questions because now I'm in this as a this this void of like having not having a dad, right? It's like, damn, like I'm about to make it to the NBA, like dad ain't, you know, this thing ain't here. Like, I wish he was here, I wish my cousin you start having all of these moments. I'm doing it for him. And and I started to kind of, like, search, man, what my dad was into. Like, everywhere I would go in, in Brooklyn, they were like, yo, your dad, you act just like your dad. Mm-hmm. You walk like your dad. You talk like your dad. Like, you pop shit. Like, like, it's like your whole aura is your dad. Mm-hmm, and I'm man. like, yo, who was my... What, what he was doing. Right. I hope he wasn't no sucker. Like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I hope he wasn't no sucker, man. Please. But you hear all these stories, man. I'm just like, yo, your dad, man, Curly. My dad' name was Curly. He called my dad Curly. Okay. Curly, Curly. And even like when I got this excuse, my dad was locked up upstate for a while. He's called him Mr. Wonderful, right? He was average, scored like 50 some points upstate in the jail. So he was known as Fly Puerto Rican Fro. You know, classy. You know what I mean. Tall dude, tall, 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 six six, six five, six six. But he hung with the blacks, so it was always that that connection. Black like Puerto Ricans. So I always knew that connection. Okay. So as I'm on this road of discovery, La gives me a picture for Christmas, and I'm in Denver, and on the, it's a painting, and on the painting it's me as I think it's me as a kid. It's my dad. But he, like, in the jail pose, white beater mm-hmm. on, red bandana, beret. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, other pictures I've seen, he got the black trench-level coat on. You know, he got the camel-level coat on, trench coat. Like, he's turtlenecks, you know what I mean? Throw, fly. fly. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, he, this was everyday attire for him. That's something different. That's looking too powerful. What is that? And as I started to discover, I realized— Okay, my dad was a young lord, right? But young lords are really basically the, the you know, the Puerto Rican version side Black, Panthers, Black Panther, Right, mm-hmm. it's the version of the Black Panthers, whoever, depend on who you actually ask. But um, yeah, that was it, yeah. right? So I started digging deep into who is it? What is a young lord? Oh, they look fly. So you start going, now I can use the internet. Now I start pulling up pictures and, researching like oh it's fly like that's where I get it from <laughs> it makes sense that's my revolution so you did that's my arm revolutionary arm yeah seeing that and, right. and now I'm going Now I can talk intellectually with the guys and the people yeah. and the women sitting down with them going to Spanish Harlem and Brooklyn and, and to, sitting down and talking to the original young lords yeah and they're telling me stories and as they're telling me stories it's just like so you got your stories about your dad not from your mom sitting there telling you nah, you got it from my mom told me and this is probably the realest shit she ever told me when you ready I'm ready mm. you ain't ready yet though. I mean I ain't ready man. <laughs> <laughs> what What? what, what? alright man you on you <laughs> that why you bugging come on man, I'm out man I've been too long man um but nah, she told me that like, when you're ready, and you'll know. She said you you gonna you know, know when you're ready. Yeah, when you're ready, I'll be ready. It took a while, yo. So I'm sitting here and I'm thinking
2: how awful 2004 <laughs> Olympic loss to the Puerto Rico
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: had to feel for when you're ready,
3: for, <laughs> I'll be ready. <laughs>
2: I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I didn't even think oh, about that. How, losing to Puerto Rico in the Olympics in 2004. It's all about
3: being objective, man. It's, that was oh man. Now you see the story that I'm telling you is adding up to the moment of. Don't ask me. I didn't play in 04 against Puerto Rico. Oh yeah. Well, I know about that. Yeah, but I mean, um, the whole the, world the, heard the about stories them, right? leading up to that. Right. Nobody knows. Wow. Right? Yes, you're right. It's like, yo, like I ain't, I could have, I should have played with them. Right. I should have played with Puerto Rico. Yeah, and then I'm over I, here not I left I left PR. I just was in PR.
2: <laughs>
3: I left Puerto Rico mm. about to say yay. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I, right, I realized that I plan on being in this league for a long time. USA B is the pinnacle of USA this. League. So, yeah. at the time, Puerto Rico basketball wasn't. It, you know, they was good at great players, had good players on the island, but it was like I want, I, I want USA basketball yeah. at USA that B moment. Was, it was, it's the prestige. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the highest honor at, at that, that time, point. At that time, yeah. At the time, it wasn't where we put it at. Ooh, you, you understand? Rico. So I'm gonna I'm break the game. I'm gonna break it down to you from my perspective, right? 0-4. I was going to play with Puerto Rico. Bay. Uh, just think about it. Yo, You ain't going to never be able to play with? USAB. All right, cool. All right, boom. Right after that, I get the call for 04 Olympics. Yep. Because all the players opted out. Everybody opted out. So yep. this is telling you where where USAB was at at that point in time. Everybody opted out. hmm All the top dogs opted out. Yep. It was only a couple of people left. They call us. Mm-hmm. Hall, hell yeah, I'm playing. That mindset of I'm gonna to get to it. I'm playing Olympics, I'm gonna to get to it. I don't, <laughs>
4: get, I don't care who out there.
3: I'm gonna get this is my mentality. Like, yeah. man, I get to play USA basketball, Olympics, after my first year in the NBA. Damn, okay. Like, this is what it is. Like, yeah. I can establish myself. This is Dream Team. And we go play that game in '04. <laughs> get the shit beat out of us. And the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. You know, and as it, because I'm not playing, I'm hearing, I'm seeing this, this slow death, like, it's just unraveling. Puerto Ricans is getting louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. And the game just start opening up. Oh man, you are starting to make so much more sense to me
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was just pissed that you weren't playing because you were you were that guy, bro. Like, I right? was like, no, bro. You had bro a I was twenty point scores, bro. Rookie. This
3: is why I don't speak. You understand? This is, <laughs> I, you know, it's a time for everything. But no, I wasn't pissed off because I wanted to play. I knew what I was up against, right? But I also was a little bit tight because. We were killing on the exhibition. Right. The young guns. And we were hooping. We were hooping. Yeah. So when we get to the Olympics, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is our role on the we team. Come in, Come bring in. Energy, bring the energy. Young. If we down, bring it back up. If we up, keep it up. Yeah. That was my mentality. And then it's like we get to match up with Puerto Rico. So, like, damn, like I was about to play. That's the team I'm about to play with. Yo, we gotta get them. Like, I gotta play today.
2: Shout out to Carlos World. Shout, shout out to, Loso. to Carlos World. <laughs> yeah, man.
3: I gotta I have to play in this wow. game. And then you don't play. Okay. And then you, you know, at the end you get caught as a 19, 20 year old. Oh, yo, what do you think about the Puerto Rico? Uh, shout out to Puerto Rico. Yeah, shout out yeah, to Puerto Rico. Out like, right shout out to Puerto Rico. Yeah, like I'm not about to say nothing bad about Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Puerto Rico. That was a great game by Puerto Rico. Yeah. What do you? Th- I don't know. Don't ask me. Like, I, did, I didn't. I <laughs> wasn't in there. <laughs> I wasn't in there. Don't ask me. Yeah. But I wasn't saying it like disrespectful. I was just saying it like a teenager would say it. Right. I, I don't know, man. Go like I ain't play. go ask him. It's the
2: image. It's the it's the no shirt on. Bro, oh, it was crazy. It's the, <laughs> did you have the backwards head on? It was, <laughs> cra-
3: it, was, it, was, it was it was crazy, man. It was the image that they put out there and side, on the sideline. I know that image. I have that image in my in my crib. Just on the sideline. I'm just I look at it every time. Like, that's where the shit started. Really? and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit paramountplus.com slash the shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of,
2: Mm-hmm. let's talk about fatherhood, right? Facts. And so I know as, as we, you know how we are, man. We, Whether we're raised by our father or we're not raised by our father, we always want to be better, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it different. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a better father, whatever the case may be. So how did you approach early fatherhood when it came to being a young parent
3: yeah. with Cayenne? Yeah. I didn't know. I looked at it as... Yo, damn, I got my son. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dang, I got a son. Like, we're going to have fun together. Yeah. I was projecting what I was missing, meaning not having my dad around at two and growing up in Baltimore, Red Hook. I'm projecting shit, shit that I used to say, like, damn, man, wish my dad could see this. Yeah. Yeah, this game. I wonder what my dad would have did. You know what I mean? He'd have came outside and seen me fighting. You know what I mean? Like, little things like, my dad ain't never teach me how to ride a bike. Like, those things is like, damn as you get older. So when Kai came, it's like, holy shit, I could do this all I over again. They got, you about to ride a bike at three months. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, that was the, the actual excitement. Like, I right. was, it was more like a little brother to me at that point in time because I was always the little brother mm-hmm. and I always craved for a brother. Like, a not a, a younger brother. Like, right. I wish I had a younger brother that I can be a big brother to. So when Kai came, I was still in that, like, yeah, man, I get to. I'm gonna take all the game. I'm taking them over here. We gonna do this, and I'm gonna dress them like this, and I'm going to take, like all the things that you wanted to he do. Was as your a, black my buddy? He was my black my <laughs> and I. Yo, but that's so real, right? When you really put it in, in into perspective, yeah, yeah, right. It was a void of. It was something that I was wanting, that I was needing, that I was yearning, which was the my buddy to be around to have. He was my little brother. Now that I put the, you know, the knowledge to the to everything, it's like that was my little brother. That was the the part I was yearning. So I felt good with the black my buddy. With Kai, it was the same. He was my black my buddy at yeah. that point in time. Yeah, and then that's a that's a true fact. And I carried it like that. It's my he going everywhere with me. It's my son. This is my number. my first This is C. This is this is me.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna
3: do what I didn't have with my dad. I'm, what? Gonna, I'm gonna do it all. I'm gonna do everything what? I didn't have. we Kyle going to Haunted House? I ain't never been to Haunted House. Going on? Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, we're going to Haunted House. You wanna go to three? Come on. It's whatever you wanna do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it became, I was able to have some type of standards and morals that he can look up to as a little kid growing up. One, two, even though he probably didn't understand it, he saw. Mm-hmm. My dad, wake up, boom, here, boom, there. Like, he's going to work. Mm-hmm. So as he get old, he, he understand, all right, dad, you're going to work. Like, I right, go get to it. I, I get it. You start having that type of rapport with him. You know, you start having that type of rapport with him to the point where now it's like we could sit here just like this and have that rapport. Right. And you would still be my son, but I also— Feel like that that void is filled. Yeah, of the black my buddy. Yeah, because I got, I got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got you. That yeah. void,
2: that void is filled. That's real. I know. I, I know about it. Obviously, I had Zaire when I was 19, 20 years old. Let's go to hoop, bro. So now, high school was when you you started having. When you was in Beemore, yeah. in high school. Yeah, what made you leave Beemore and go to Oak Hill? How did that? What happened there? Force.
3: I was forced out. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get out of B-more you gotta go oh okay you gotta that go that kinda forced out you gotta go ain't no you gotta go don't even play around with this yeah I'm not going nowhere I am I was hiding the day they came to get me to drive me to Oak Hill and my man Crib in the P's like in the projects like yo, you bet not answer the phone don't somebody come to the door you haven't seen me I'm not going to Oak Hill bro I'm not going to Oak Hill why Oak Hill so, to, let me go back to your question, though. So, it was a point in time. So, I went to high school at Towson Catholic. You know, got to get to school, however, way you got to get to school. Two hours, one hour and a half, train, subway, whatever, whatever. Cabs, people on the block, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was always late because of— You move a little slow, though, bro. You you know, you— Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. You little, you little mellow. I do. So imagine six a.m., six thirty <laughs> mellow. It's like <laughs> at that age. <laughs> but now I just but I I couldn't be slow because I had to meet my times. I had to. This bus is is based it, off of this train. It's based off this. connection. Yeah, yeah. So you got to be. Yeah. You got to be on it. So yeah. every time I was just always like walk in the door, time boom. so I step foot, the bell ring. All right, cool. I ain't late. Go to class. But I wound up. My transcript started being crazy because I was enrolled in two schools. Coming out of eighth grade, I was going to another high school with, with my, my my man, Kenny, Kenny Minor, right? So he was going to Dunbar High School, which was a prestige high mm-hmm, school, mm-hmm. one of the powerhouses of high Dunbar. school basketball. I was going to go there. I was about to, I started to go there. I was enrolled in Dunbar High School. Mm-hmm. Me and my best friend, we go, boom, boom, boom. We the only two from West Baltimore going to school in East Baltimore. It was just like, what are we doing? But anyway, as I'm going to school, stepping foot into the, the classes, that sometimes, like two weeks into school, I get Towson Catholic saying the financial aid goes through, so now I can go to Towson Catholic. Originally, I wanted to go to Towson Catholic. Right. That's the Catholic League was the best thing, and you know what I mean. Like Catholic League is big. Get in at first. I had to wait for financial aid, which is a thing. whole other story. I never mm-hmm. even knew my mom was paying to find it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, this, is, I thought I had a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's a whole other beef I got with, with that. So I'm like, oh, gee, cool. Towson Catholics, I'm going. Like, I just, I boogie. I just go to Towson Catholic. I don't unenrolled, if that's a word. I didn't unenroll from, <laughs> from, 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 is that a word? Unenrolled <laughs> or something? Unenrolled. Like. <laughs> I didn't unenroll. You know what, it's what I mean? That's a word on this podcast. All right, unenrolled. unenrolled. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't unenroll from Dunbar. So my transcript never was closed on that side. Mm. So by the time I got to my junior year, number one player, mm. it was what I'm gonna do next year. You can't, you can't come back here. You can't come back. You caused it too much trouble. You caused it too many problems. Bringing too much attention to the Catholic, to the, you know what I mean? To the archdiocese is like, nah. You don't wanna cut your hair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I'm dealing with all of this. Yeah. I had detentions because it wasn't I was like bad. It was my tie wasn't straight. My hair was a certain length. I could wear this this type of boot, but I can't wear that. Like, you know what I mean? So they was really like
2: You was on your first Prince of Bel Air. They was picking with me. Like, yeah. you know what
3: I mean? It was they was really picking with me. And they used to give me detentions. And I used to get detentions and add on. So after the after the school year, my junior year, they told me I had to make my detentions up. I got to come down summertime. Summertime. Now, mm-hmm. Right? We deep in summer. And I got to get back up there. Two hours. I never want to come back up here in the summertime. Two hours. Get on the train. I don't got no ride up there. And you want me to come do detentions. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go up there. Do do like two, three days. We sitting there clapping chalk you know, chalk powder and shit like that. Washing the desk and I'm not doing this no more, man. This is crazy. Just to get my transcript, just to pass and go to my senior year, you bugging. Just kicked me out. My transcript was so bad because I was enrolled at Dunbar High School. So I couldn't get my transcript. I had to go to summer school. I had to go to night school that summer Mm. before I went to Oak Hill to get my grades up. Mm -hmm. So now I'm in Lean On Me, like the movie Lean On Me, night school. I'm coming through in the, the craziest high school in Baltimore City. Douglas High, Frederick Douglas High School. <laughs> at I'm, night. From four to eight, from four to seven. Anything and everything you can imagine is happening at, at night school. But I'm cool. I got to do it. I got to get, get my grades. My transcript is messed up. So I did all of that to go back to Towson Catholic for them to tell me I can't come back. mm so at that point, it was like, oh, fuck y'all, fuck y'all. I'm going back to Dunbar. We're gonna be the top mm-hmm. dogs. And now I'm who I am. I ain't. No one player, you're number no one player at this time. Like in the state, though. In the state. Like right. so I that the state is mine at this point. Yes. You know what I mean? The city, the state is mine. Me and my man Kenny, we we running the whole city at this point in time. So I get a call. I had committed to Syracuse my junior year on my birthday. That was like my own, my birthday gift to me. I committed. That summer happens. Somebody calls and says, Yo, you getting out of Baltimore? Not the somebody call. Somebody call. Somebody, somebody yeah. call. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he really want me to yeah, you know, no, 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 say I ain't really so, big on names I like the somebody call. Somebody called and was like, Yo, you going to Oak Hill? You getting the fuck out of Baltimore? Like, you bet not go to you can't go to you can't spend your senior year in Baltimore yeah. you can't wow. it's impossible you're already on that path of right. going left like no You we getting you the fuck out of Baltimore and he had a real conversation with me yo if you don't go man like you really putting a lot of things at jeopardy mm-hmm. alright cool yeah alright man like <laughs> I'm sitting outside on my steps on my block man alright cool man yeah alright man whatever Yo, Kenny, look, they call you, don't answer. They come to the crib, don't answer. You ain't seen me in a couple days. I'm not going to Oak Hill, bro. And I, I went down there, they're like, let's go down there to visit. Go down there to visit. We drove down there in the middle of the night. Let me out. They peeled off. <laughs> Left me at Oak Hill. Not and the, and the rest is history. I called my mom. Yo, Ma, I don't know where I'm at please send me a bus ticket. Send me the Greyhound ticket. When well, you there, son, like, don't call me, man. Like, <laughs> figure it figure out. Figure it out. That's how Melo got to Oak Hill. <laughs> that's how I got to Oak Hill. That's the Oak Hill story. Wow. Yeah, so I had to do summer school at Oak Hill, so I couldn't go to no camps. My junior year, going to that summer, in between junior and senior, I had to get my grades right. Okay. So I had to go to, that's why Eva Vaccaro allowed me to go to Adidas, and I was at a Jordan school because Facts. Nike yeah, okay. had me What's on the, the waiting school? list, on the honorable mention or waiting, whatever it was mm-hmm. back then, in the waiting to go list to Nike camp. To go to Nike camp, bruh.
2: you still feel a way about that? I just seen it in your face, yeah,
3: <laughs> bro. <bruh. Wait>, what? <laughs> what? All right, cool. So I'm mad I can't go to camps that summer. That's I'm just mad because I'm missing yeah, Nike. You- You want to go hoop, and you want to mess. Or I can't go to Adidas, A, B, C, D, because I'm at Oak Hill, which is a Jordan school, so it's like, can't do that. I'm missing Eastern Invitational, I'm missing Five Star, I'm missing like the, this is my summer, going into my senior year, and I'm sitting at Oak Hill and trees and woods and cows and, like,
2: nah, this ain't life, bro. So... At this point, so you're junior. All right, now you're the number one player in the state. Is NBA never like? Never. Why not? Never. I've heard you say this so many times. <laughs> never. Why not? Never. It just seemed too far
3: fetched. It, it just, was. It, it was NBA to me was like the whiz, like the Wizard of Oz. Like it was like, like no, that's impossible to make it. Like you get so hammered down and. You would never make it. You would never make it. You would never make it. Statistics, yeah, yeah. right? You become a yeah. one out of every five thousand. On yep. Like you, you hear that, bro. You hear that. I was saying that since eighth grade. So yeah. cancel them basketball dreams and yeah. cancel them You're NBA not dreams. You cancel your dreams. They not coming to West Baltimore to Myrtle Avenue to come get you. So right. get that dream out your head. Like go be a cop. Go be nice. a fireman. Go Even be though a nice man. Them dreams is washed. They kill your dreams before you even have a chance to dream. That's real. And we don't even know that. We just, oh, that's tough. Be tough. Be tough. No, you constantly tell somebody, man, you ain't gonna make it. 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 Gonna make it. Yeah. Stop thinking like that. You ain't, you will kill a killer kid. Yeah. And you you get what I'm saying? So yeah. you become immune to, I'm not gonna make it. Damn, I'm right. Then you're right. Like, oh, man. and then you start seeing stories of how hard it was for guys to make it to the NBA in videos. Man, that ain't, I can't do that.
2: That's impossible. It's different today. Every kid <laughs> think they gonna make it.
3: Right. So Every for me, was like, gonna make it was like, and I today. think it was a fleeing thing for me, like, just to kind of like, I ain't gonna make it, so let me stop thinking about that. I don't, all right, cool, I'm moving on to something else. Like, block that out because of those statistics and just the the people saying that you ain't gonna do shit. Like, you ain't gonna be nothing. Biggie was right, man. Never. Snigger a crack rock Or you got a wicked jump shot Right You know what I'm saying Your teachers are telling you You hear these from your teachers These are the leaders These are the The educators the Scholars is telling you Oi oh, hey, Put that ball down So do you understand
2: why They were saying that Or do you feel like They shouldn't say that Period to kids Do you understand I the, understand why they say it Now
3: Now but you still don't see Right, the way that they said and Listen, how they right said it. Right is right, wrong is wrong, but right was wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And in those cases, like, you got to encourage kids. Like, if yeah. that's your dream, right, boom. Then this is what you need. I'm going do to do my that. part as a leader, as a scholar, as an educator to help, to help you. you get to that, not okay. shut the door on you. When they tell you to write your goals and your dreams on the little index card and you write it down, and you're and like, Poof. ah, basketball player, why the <laughs> NBA? Why? Get out of here. Right. Well, you'll be right over there in a couple, like it's. So
2: that's the, well, going into the next year, I mean, I see images, I see video. And I didn't know the story beforehand, but I do know when I got introduced to Carmelo Anthony and. A lot of it was because LeBron James, mm-hmm. right? For me, mm-hmm. because it was these two powerhouses, and I didn't even know nothing about neither one of y'all because mm-hmm. I, mean, I got, I mean, we, you know, <laughs> we're at a different times. Yeah, yeah, of course. But w- was it Oak Hill when you and Brian got introduced to each
3: other, or was it before Oak Hill that you knew? So it was. Remember, I'm I'm—I mean, as you know, I'm a year older, so right. great older, right? So, you <clears> so was, a, I was a. Right. Uh, we go to USA camp. It's crazy. It's The irony of, I just came back from that with Cayenne. The same thing. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy. I'm sure you'll get to that, but that's crazy. Sitting there, and I was there in 2001 doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. The same thing. I'm sitting there like, he like, yo, dad, why you so serious? Like, you don't understand what's going on in my mind right, right now, but that's, that's another story. <laughs> but so... We meet really at USA.
2: Okay.
3: On the invite where they invite everybody, and they break the teams down to North, East, South. You know what I mean? So. And this is what year? This, this is, is I want to say. 01. Okay. Two thousand okay. oh, I want to say around two thousand or 01. Okay. And we there, and it's like. You just catch the energy of, in those type of environments when you're around all the players, like good players. You autom- Guys automatically gravitate towards each other without mm-hmm. you even saying nothing. Mm-hmm. And slowly by the time that camp is over, y'all going to be side side. You link. You
2: link like, what you got, y'all. And
3: slowly we was building that. Mm-hmm. You you get what I'm saying? We was slowly building that. We didn't know what we was building, but it was like, yo, I— Oh, he seemed cool. Like He got good energy. Like, all right, cool. We hang out after the courts, you know, after after practice, go outside at night, everybody outside, the girls team, guys team. We just, you know, we we all there having a good time outside talking shit and, and playing with USA Basketball. And after that, boom. It wasn't like, no communication. You know, how the fuck are you going back to communicate? <laughs> it's a whole different world You know world what I mean? you going back over there. I'm going back to be more. I might not never see you again. you going to
2: Ohio. You're going to be more. I might not never
3: see you ever again. Right. But it was real. You know what I'm saying? If we do meet, it's real.
2: Yeah.
3: And go to Oak Hill. The year before I went to Oak Hill, they play Oak Hill. St. Vincent, St. Mary's play Oak Hill. They, they, lo- they lose. St. Vincent lose. St. Vincent's lose to okay. Oak Hill. Mm-hmm. Yes if I'm not mistaken. I come the next year, so now they already got a two-year deal of playing each other this year and next year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the get back.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm not thinking about this is the get back for him. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is the second time he's playing low-kill. They just beat them like, oh, oh, now, the hype. I get it. So that's when we met. Like, f- now we like, meet at the hotel, boom, and it's like, Damn, you, me, similar situations. You growing up with your mom, going up with my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, Some upbringing, Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm telling him my story. He telling me his story. And it's like, we connected on little, little pieces. Man, mm-hmm. little brother. Damn, yo, I wish I had a little brother too. You know what I mean? Like, it's, and friend, you know, it's like, oh, like, oh, okay. And then you became interested in his story. I became interested in his story. But by the time I'm interested in the story, I got to run out on the court and play him. So it's the buildup of all of this. I just I'm sitting here. I'm a senior. He's a junior. So we sitting there. Then it's All Star Weekend in Philly. I'm hype about Philly. I ain't thinking about the game. I'm hype about yo man. Who coming to the game? Like right. <laughs> how are you gonna get over there? I'm the number one player, so I'm trying to get to Philly. <laughs>
2: right.
3: The hype is in Jersey. So we play, you know, the game happens, and the buildup yeah. to that was so astronomical, like for high school basketball, yeah. at that point in time. And to be honest, I had no understanding of what what it was. I was just like, "Man, I get to, I get to play against Bron. Like, shit, this is this is big time. Right. You know nice, what I mean? I'm, I'm going nice. to hoop. Go. He nice. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, that's it. I got to get to it." You, that's the only thing I'm thinking man You yeah. can't get he can't get best of me today. you know what I mean like everybody like, oh,
2: so the game was in Jersey the game was so? in
3: Jersey it was in Jersey yeah well, they, the primetime shootout in New Jersey they put that game together you know son of a cat you know what I mean you know how the, the yeah. inner workers of all of that work it's it's it works you know what I mean it's air the movie air Yeah, <laughs> you know it. what I'm saying you already so know. I was a part of that experience on his behalf it just so happened I was older but well, a year older, I had already committed to go to Syracuse. Um, and that was the game that was marked on the schedule for Oak Hill. That was the game. And just so happened, I was a part of that. If I wasn't there, that game would have still been marked on right. the schedule. Right. So me coming into that fold is like, now we really got yeah. some action. You in heightened it. Like, you took we that got motion to now. a whole yeah. other level. Yeah, we got motion now. Oh, yeah. now this we got to put this on TV. Yeah. Now they... TV game ESPN yeah, you get what I'm saying yeah, yeah. this is where all of that kind of started was that the first TV game was that the first big TV game I want to say that but I don't want to be <laughs> you know what I mean okay. you know they fact checked out here now man, but you know <laughs> I want to say that but I could they be keep wrong receipts. they keep receipts they keep receipts you gotta be careful
2: This convo with my brother Melo, it started to get really long. So, we're going to cut off part one right here. Coming up in part two, we talk a lot about the drama surrounding his time with the Knicks, why he's still upset over our 2003 draft, and the behind the scenes info about why he left Syracuse.